Where'd you get this ship? Nima Outpost. Jack who? That junkyard? Thank you. Junkyard. I told you we should have double-checked the western reaches. <laughs> who had it? Duquesne? I stole it from Uncle Plot. He stole it from the Irving boys who stole it from Duquesne. Who stole it from me? Well, you tell him that Han Solo just stole back the Millennium Falcon for good. This is a Millennium Falcon. You're Han Solo. I used to be. Han Solo, the rebellion general? No, the smuggler. Wasn't he a war hero? <laughs> this is a ship that made the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs. 12! You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Cheyenne. And today we've got some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, so this episode's all Millennium Falcon themed because, I mean, it's kind of our namesake-ish, right? Hey, see, Kinda. she came prepared. I didn't come prepared, but I was. I am wearing the Celebration shirt, so. See, and, that still works. And there's a Falconer 3, like, back there somewhere, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or 3. Uh, or 3, so yeah. Uh, so cool. So I want to go ahead and start off um, asking you how you been, Cheyenne, because it's been a minute uh, since we've done a show together. So how you yeah. been? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, work is a lot, but I mean, work for anybody is a lot, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're about to start Halloween at my place of business. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, can, can you how- share share that? cool stuff that you're gonna do or is that still top secret? i cannot share um okay. all of it but i can share that my place of business is disney world for those well of you there you go know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i'm a cast member uh halloween is my favorite holiday uh if it's not yours go sit down <laughs> think about it what are you even doing with your life Re- yeah reconsider <laughs> and come back to me later uh but halloween's my favorite holiday disney or not i love it and i always have um but being at Disney especially makes it so much more worth it um, because the decorations and the smell and mm. the snacks, everything. I mean, everything, yeah. literally everything, yeah. uh, which so the and this is not Star Wars related, but because I, I mean, I, you work at Disney. I wanted to ask you. So with um, the Halloween stuff and everything, when does that actually start? Like, <laughs> is it this month or is it next month? Yeah. It's this month. <laughs> So, it's August 16th. Everything starts August 16th. Oh my God, Cheyenne. Don't ask me why. The only uh, thing I can tell you is that Universal was like, we're going to move up Halloween Horror Nights to September 6th. <laughs> it was like, bet. <laughs> Nobody why? outdoes the mouse. <laughs> yeah. So, but instead of oh, like September 1st, they were like, no, let's do mid-August when it's 112 degrees. Right. <laughs> well, I... So I just put this together because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there for Galaxy's Edge end mm-hmm. of August. Mm-hmm. I'll be there for the Halloween thing. I've never seen the Halloween themed Disney World. I've always wanted to like seeing yeah. the pictures of like Jack Skellington and all that kind of stuff. I will yeah. die. I will die. Stop It'll be it. the no, best. You definitely, you should definitely go. Um, usually on party nights, it's emptier in Magic Kingdom. Okay. So if you go during the day. Like if you have a ticket mm-hmm. to, or if you even if you parked hop, park hopped um, after like Galaxy's Edge or something before the parties, because the parties start at seven, mm-hmm. so everybody else gets kicked out <laughs> um, if you don't have a party ticket because nice. it is a separate ticketed event. But the decorations and everything are still up. The only difference is that the the special snacks and the events and the things that happen during the party won't happen during the day. Mm, gotcha. So yeah. it needs so it's the special thing. 
Yeah. I'm in I'm into special things. I'm it's really where I love the Halloween party and we're actually getting a new stage show. Mm-hmm. Um and this is all public knowledge, so I'm not telling you guys anything. <laughs> this um, is not insider information, guys. Yeah, I don't have secrets. <laughs> don't ask me any secrets. Um <laughs> So the new stage show, it's transforming from Hocus Pocus. If you've never, since you've never been, watch that on YouTube. It's incredible. And I love Hocus Pocus and the Sanderson sisters with all of my heart. But uh, the new stage show is going to be Nightmare Before Christmas themed. So Jack Skellington has taken over the kingdom. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, they announced um, Oogie Boogie themed snacks. Yes. Is it just going to be a bunch of bugs? (laughs) <laughs> I think well, so there's a drink that they released and it's got a bunch of bugs on it. So nice, I'm yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be awesome. Oh, it's yeah, perfect it's year cool. for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, perfect for year for me to go. It is also I don't know if you knew this. They are starting a uh, food and wine that same day that Galaxy's Edge opens Game to the on. public. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will be spending most of my time at Galaxy's Edge, but I have to definitely make sure to drop by there for the party. So I've never been. It'll be awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, but yes, so speaking of Galaxy's Edge, so I have, it's not news. Like, you know how we <laughs> like our theories here and everything. Right. If you've ever listened to the podcast, we love our theories. And this one has been making grounds for the last, I don't know, forever since yeah. the episode nine trailer came out. Uh, yeah. Back at celebration, and it, it's I've, see, I've been seeing it a lot more often now than I have in the past. So I felt it was kind of warranted to talk about, uh, seeing as we are talking the Millennium Falcon. So essentially, there's a new theory that suggests that the Millennium Falcon will be destroyed in Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. So here's the theory. Okay. Okay. So if Palpatine has returned, this particular theorist believes that the falcon will be used to lead palpatine into the maw which is from solo it's the giant black hole gravity well whatever you want to call it whatever universe you're in to eternally imprison or defeat palpatine okay (laughs) (laughs) i love the idea of that Mm -hmm. the idea the concept the theory if you will is great but <laughs> but it's a load of baloney. <laughs> it's not happening. Right. So so that's what I was thinking cuz so the whole thing behind it and, and obviously in doing this this would destroy the falcon. Is the right. is the whole idea behind it. So mm-hmm. returning to the maw in the middle of the Kessel run for some reason. We're just going to go to Kessel. I don't know. Yeah. Palpatine's feeling right. like he wants to get high or something. I don't know. But <laughs> somehow we're leading the emperor to the drug planet of the entire galaxy. And mm-hmm. that's where we're going to undo him. And so, to me, it I don't know. It just, I i see i see it, but it almost kind of feels anime-ish to me. Like, really ah. over the top. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, And I love anime. Not, not downing that, but it kind of seems kind of over the top. Like, oh, this huge darkness. We have to get rid of it. So we lead it to the place of darkness and trap mm-hmm. it forever. It's like... Right. Okay, well, yes. we it also threw feel... him through a shaft. That didn't work. Yeah. So <laughs> it does feel un-Star Warsy, if you will. Yeah, it does, and that's a big theme of the past year. Is that's not Star Wars? Well, <laughs> I'm not angry. So first of all, I'm not angry, but I, I, I truly, that's actually, 
that's my first thought. Now that you've said that, now that you've said it sounds more like anime, it really isn't how Star Wars would handle that situation, right. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good theory. I think it's cool. I think it's oh, smart, and it's definitely an option, but I don't think it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. They, I, I'm, I'm with you there, because it... Hmm, a little over the top for me, and that's yeah. saying a lot being Star Wars. <laughs> so, um, other fair. part of that is that I'm going to complete denial that my ship will ever get destroyed. Yes. I want it. I want it to be invincible forever. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not for them destroying it in Episode Nine. Um, I mean, if it serves the story and there's a purpose to it, sure. <laughs> but I know another part of that theory I was seeing because uh, somebody was like, "Oh, well, here's why it's valid," and one of them was, "Well, Kylo's into killing the past," and. <laughs> so this isn't Kylo's yeah. ship. So yeah, I just don't think that. I do think that he could like severely blow it to the ground mm-hmm. if he wanted to. But a, I don't think he's gonna really get. Well, he might get that opportunity. I don't think he's gonna get that opportunity. Yeah, I don't well think enough. Yeah, where he could actually like blow it to pieces, mm. um, or blow it right out of the sky. <laughs> uh. But I just, my, okay, so overall, my thoughts on that is the Falcon is way too legendary. Mm-hmm. And I know we'll get to those talking points later about what it's been through, but it's way too legendary to just. Right. <laughs> I'm glad everybody got to see that. <laughs> like, it's literally just not going to just disappear mm-hmm. because Palpatine came back to scare people. Right. No. No. I feel like that's the least of everyone's worries is to destroy the Falcon for some reason. Yeah, and he's also going to go out in a way better way than that. Right? I mean, it's got to. It's got to. But at the same time, don't touch my ship. Seriously. Yeah. Don't touch my ship. (laughs) Both both the ship and Palpatine. Yes. They're going to go out way better than just going into a black hole. Oh, most definitely. Um, And also, too, so I put out a poll because, you know, I want to prove myself right all the time. Yes. No. <laughs> but no, I put out a poll on our Instagram. Uh, if you're not following, at Kesselron Weekly, shameless plug. Um, will the Millennium Falcon be destroyed in episode 9? Uh, the first option was, she's a goner. And the second one was, no! You literally have to say it that way. Um, so, we had 36% for, she's a goner. And 64% for, no. So, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Had, had to do it that way. Um, so, so it seems like most people are kind of on our side about this and everything, but again, could be denial. Who knows? It might end up happening. Um, I did see a piece of cool fan art. I I wish I had it to show everyone, but it was Kylo kind of like how Starkiller pulled the Star Destroyer out of the sky. It was Kylo, but he was ripping it in two. You like this? Yes, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize there was a book. That's awesome. Well, I don't know if this... This is not that specific moment, but this is a cool picture of him. Yes, it is a cool picture. Cool. Uh, yes. But this is a... It's a Legends book now, so... <laughs> well, there's always a little truth in Legends, Cheyenne, so... <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. So... I... I'm... Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no to that theory. Good job, though. <laughs> yeah. Good try. Good try. Good try. Good try. So, in all that... Are you ready for our main topic? Yes. Yee. So Bring cool. It on. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our main topic, guys. Um, this week, our episode is called Whose Falcon Is It Anyway? 
Now, we have a few takes for you I'm really excited about. Um, I'm unprepared, so I don't have them pulled up. Give me one I, I don't either. Oh, man. Okay. Right. I don't either. I got them. I got them. I got them. Okay. Yes. All right. So here's the first one. You ready? Yes. So this is the one that I came up with. It's, mm-hmm. whose Falcon is it anyway? Where the Sabacc is rigged and the droids don't matter. Oh. <laughs> I do love it, but I also, the droids do matter. <laughs> it's just enough to make you salty. It is. It is. Yeah, one of mine. So my first one, I got real confused, but then I was like, no, I got this. So my one of mine was where the Sabacc is rigged and the politics don't matter. Hmm. That one actually sparked where Palpatine is the Senate. And the politics don't matter. Done. <laughs> Done. Right there. Oh, so... <laughs> Jeez. The last one I do like too, because then, because I kind of took two pieces, the first half and the second half, and split them into different takes. My other one is where the Sabak is rigged and the Wookiees win. Done. There you Let go. The Let the Wookiee win always. Always. <laughs> don't let your arm get ripped off, people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Uncar plot learned well in the deleted scene, <laughs> but <laughs> I still haven't seen that. I just read that. Have you not? Oh man, it's it's the best. I, I almost wish it. they would have kept it, but I get why they didn't. Right. But in the same sense, I don't know. Like I kind of feel like they should have left it in because they straight up just did it in Solo. So, <laughs> so at first I was like, oh yeah, you know. You're making it kid friendly, and then they just do it in solo. I was like, "Well, now you have no excuse. Put it in there. Yeah. Like, what the heck?" They were like, <laughs> "Throw all that out the window." Yes, absolutely. So I have my notes here because we're going to okay. talk about and solve this once and for all. Hopefully, probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whose Falcon okay. is it anyway? So I was doing some research, and uh, I was kind of surprised that so there's actually a a Legends novel called Millennium Falcon. Uh, by right. James Luceno. Did not mm-hmm. know that. Want to read it now. Um, yep. But the Falcon actually had eight different names and 15 different owners. This ship is over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Still younger than Chewie. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Chewie is still the oldest thing around. So. <laughs> um, but I-, I wanted to read these uh, these titles to you because some of them actually were kind of funny. Um oh. But the first one, so it was because it was part of a uh, right off the assembly line, uh, the Corellian freighters, all that kind of stuff. It was Corell's pride. Aww, pretty. Yeah. The next one because apparently this in Legends, this ship has been known for its fickleness and the speed and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it was right. also named the Fickle Flyer. <laughs> it's pretty on the nose. Funny. What's the What's the word for that? Uh, oh my God, where are the two. First letters. Oh, uh, alliteration. That. There you go. <laughs> Stanley's favorite thing. I yes. swear I went to college. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, next one we got Meadle's Misery. I think I said that right. Yeah, it seems right. I actually kind of like this next one though. Yeah. The Wayward Son. Me too. Like immediately, I was like, "Carry on, my Oh, I don't yeah. like it copyright. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I don't own that song and will never. But anyways, <laughs> but yeah, that made me think of uh, Carry On My Wayward Sons. I like that one. That's a cool ship name. Uh, Stellar Envoy was another one. When it became, in, and again, emphasizing in Legends, uh, when it actually became a part of the Republic fleet somehow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Plo Koon, uh, 
Plo Koon actually flew this ship at one point. That's freaking yeah. cool. <laughs> I thought that was so cool too. I literally wrote down Plo Koon. Yes. I mention it. I do love that. I think our internet friend Plo Cool would also agree. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I love that thought because I really never gave a second thought to any of the other council members until mm-hmm. Clone Wars and yeah. uh, peep Clone Wars commentary. Shameless plug. Uh, when I watched Plo Koon's arc, I was like, that's pretty cool. He's pretty fun. Yeah. I like him. So then I read that and I was like, okay, he's cooler. <laughs> <laughs> not not going to lie, out of the, the normal ones that we see, like Obi-Wan, Anakin, all of them, Plo Koon's probably my favorite. Like, yeah, no joke. Great. He's such a cool character design. And on top of that, like, especially throughout the Clone Wars, he's so freaking wise. Like, I yeah. love it. He's yeah. so cool. I was going to say, he's literally so, he's like, carries himself so well yeah and he's just like the fun uncle but also <laughs> like ha- sounds like morgan freeman fun uncle you there know you go I mean? <laughs> like his voice is like gonna get you but also he will let you get away with things it, it's it's the the soft but stern dad voice is what it is yes yes <laughs> little <Nailed> soka <laughs> yeah I love, it. I love it so much uh but i thought that was the coolest thing that i found so far about the Falcon. That, that makes it even more my favorite ship, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, uh, when it was in the hands of another owner, it became the second chance. Interesting. Yeah. This one I thought was funny. Gone to pieces. <laughs> I felt real bad for are, a minute. Are, are they foreshadowing what we were just discussing? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't like that at I all. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Well, it sounds like to me, because like, so I don't know the story, didn't read the book, just went through doing my research and everything, and when I found that name, like, it, it makes me think, this guy really didn't have much love for the ship, like, at all. He's like, I'm done with you, get out of my life, Jalopy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and then we finally landed on the name, the Millennium Falcon. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't okay. tell us why. Did it? Did I miss that? Why the Millennium Falcon? Yes. No, just that it was name that so yeah but i mean it's awesome it's a cool name so i it's mean so of course, cool but there's a now there's a plot hole <laughs> <laughs> now we need to know why yeah <laughs> um and apart from the names I, I thought it was really funny in in the article i sent you and everything it mm. lists that the falcon was actually <laughs> part of mopole's traveling traveling circus under the ownership of vistal yeah. pern who installed the degeric table so mm-hmm. we literally got a, well, the Falcon left to join the circus, a traveling circus. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? One day I want to play hollow chess. Let's install yeah. that. Let's put so it there in. we go. <laughs> so we have. A I, little, I'm so yeah. just so curious as to what a traveling circus looks like in space. Uh, well, I mean, Clone Wars has one briefly. But Wait, does one. it? Yeah. Where Wait. um, uh, Hondo, is the 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 gathering that the whole um. Clone Wars arc where it's the Padawans go get their crystals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They joined that traveling circus for a very brief time in order to break Ahsoka out. So yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) Coming soon whenever that happens for me. There you go. Which shameless plug that's going to be an episode that's released here soon. So hey. (laughs) We talked about that with uh, our other Kessel crew member, Anna. So yeah. Nice. Yes. Um, So... That's all the legend stuff. I love how it how 
just all the names was just so cool. And then the traveling circus thing. But let's get into canon. Yeah. I think I think that's important to go ahead and just because that's what matters, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Legends people. <laughs> um, but yes, I know. I, I did say earlier that there's a little truth in Legends. <laughs> Maybe one day the Falcon will join the Traveling Circus. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you'll that's, get your wish. Maybe. Maybe that's what's going to happen at the end of Episode 9. <laughs> there it is, right there. It's already written, guys. That's it. <laughs> it's already written. All right. So, according to canon... So we first see the Falcon in the, in Solo mm-hmm. under the command of Lando Calrissian and L3. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I ever get to ask you, what did you think of L3? Um, I think we have talked about it briefly, but I'm not sure if it was ever, like, recorded. Um, On record. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I liked L3 to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her... I I like the idea of her being such a revolutionary droid because when I think about it in real world scenario, I'm like, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, it's important. But she was annoying sometimes. Like, I just, I had my moments where I was like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate was it, that. Was it C-3PO annoying or was it a different kind of annoying? It was a different kind of annoying. Okay. C-3PO annoying is like, I expect that of him, but mm. I think because she was a new droid and she was literally only in that movie, she didn't have time to do much other. But like, like I loved her conversation with Kira. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. It was so simple. Oh, she yeah. was calm. She like kicks her <laughs> legs up. She's chilling. Oh, it I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that she helped break out droids and I like that she built herself. Mm. I like her. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> she just had her moments. Yeah. Really? I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Because I, I liked the whole droids rights part. Because right. what she brought into that. And, and I know a lot of people were like, oh, you know, political, whatever. All that kind of stuff. I mean, right. war is politics. It's it's right. part of it. I mean, it, yeah. it's a given with Star Wars. Um, but I really liked... The whole thing where, I mean, she brought up with the droids' rights and the fact that some of them don't know what they're doing, what a restraining bolt actually does to a droid. Yeah. Things like that, uh, which we didn't know before. And (laughs) it brings an interesting, I guess, color to the world in a way. Because it's not something that you would normally think of. Like, oh, the droids, or they're just machines, but... Right. They're sentient well, in a way. Yeah, I was going to say, that's definitely one of the yeah. thoughts that I had as I got older and I was watching and, like, droids were just told to do things and C-3PO calls everyone his master. And <laughs> I was just like, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, well, now I see the real world scenario in this, or parallel in this situation. Mm-hmm. But that's why, and that's why I appreciated the idea behind that. I think I just didn't appreciate the moments that she had where like because i would get caught up in the action of something else happening with lando kira han and then all of a sudden l3 would be like but this droid (laughs) i'm like "Uh, what help them (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) it's like oh yeah that do it and help them do multitask you're a droid (laughs) (laughs) yes i think that was where my stress came from (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and it makes me think, because, I mean, obviously we have somewhat of an uprising at the end. I, I, we never find out actually what happens to those droids. 
I don't imagine it was a good ending. Unfortunately, it was one of those, yay, in the moment, and then, oh god, thinking about it, that probably didn't go well. (laughs) Uh, But, I don't know, like, I I, I would be interested to see more of that. Because, I mean, like, like, for example, IG-88 ends up being a bounty hunter that does his own thing he does he's not yeah. tied to anything um what's funny too is another one's mr bones like i mean he has a master creator or whatever but mr bones does what mr bones wants that's it yeah <laughs> it also sounds horribly creepy so yes. that's fun. i would definitely think that a tv show about a droid main character could work really well absolutely and like they could be like l3 in the in the fact of they want to go like help droids and break droids out and uh find them at least even find them people that they wanted to be with and work for or work with or Mm -hmm. something like r2 like r2 loves what he does because he's saving everyone's butts oh yeah all the time (laughs) and getting recognized for it yep and like i think something like that like that could be cool if they did it the right way Mm -hmm. yeah I like Shoot, that. just a adventures of R two of some kind, because I mean that that guy's been everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not with Anakin. Where'd he go? Exactly, <laughs> and, and and you gotta believe at some point R two probably saw Vader, and it's just kind of like, oh god, oh no, <laughs> or something. Like there's a whole lot of that, because because I mean, and even think about it with because in my favorite scene to cite over and over again, I've I've said it on multiple shows. My yeah. favorite scene to cite is is when R two sees Yoda again. And Yoda's beating him with a stick in the middle of a swamp. It's just like, dude, you're embarrassing me in front of my friend. Chill out. Hello, can you stop? Please? It's like, Look what is your child. deal? <laughs> we need to help him. He's exactly. crazy. It just, it cracks me up, the things that R2 has likely been through and everything. Yeah. It's just, it's awesome. I'm now emotionally drained from the sheer thought of R2 seeing Vader. Oh. I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh don't cry he's probably crying internally <laughs> either that or he's like well you're my next target now so, <laughs> oh, so r2's just getting the job done man he's just getting the job yeah. done <laughs> yeah that's true that yes. is true um, so so moving forward from lando and l3 so obviously we know that l3 becomes part of the ship and everything she's still a part of the ship which i think was going to be really cool Love, yes Love that. so it bothered me at first because it was like this droid who fought for droid rights and believed droids should be free is now imprisoned in a ship. Is the <laughs> way it, yeah. It's the way, it, kind of the way it played out. That's a good point. I yeah. do, I would have to say that I didn't originally, in in words, I didn't originally use the word imprisoned in mm-hmm. my head. I thought, honestly, I'm going to be real for a minute. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, part of the sh- crew, part of the ship. <laughs> Man. They, I was like, they didn't oh. have a choice either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, she's part of the crew, she's part of the ship. Ugh. Um, <laughs> but I thought that, like, oh, that's so cool. Like, she gets to be with her family forever. Like, even if it's not Lando, it's Han. If it's not Han, like, mm-hmm. she's going through all, she's kind of, the R2 within a ship. She's experiencing all these things and seeing all these things. Yeah. Um, I think imprisoned is harsh, but also correct. Um, I think it's probably started that way in a manner of like, what the heck am I doing in here? Mm-hmm. Sort of feeling. 
and not being able to say that to Lando and be like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then I feel like out of all of the times that she had, I mean, like her nav computer, she could go down, Mm -hmm. cut them off. Tell well, him no. And that's how I kind of resolved, because it bothered me for a little while. It was kind of like, man, that's kind of a messed up ending. But that's another thing how I resolved, because how we were talking about, like, the Falcon's kind of fickle, and you never really know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's really imprisoned. It's almost as if you've given her a new body, and now she's going to make all your lives, for lack of a better way to say it, a living hell. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Fix my radar yeah. dish. The 30,000th time, please. Exactly. <laughs> Give me a new one or I'm not going to work. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, it, it's now, I'm now okay with it, I guess I'll say. Because <laughs> okay. before it did bother me. But yeah. I think it's cool that L3 is still around, technically. And she'll be in episode nine, reunited yeah. with her boy Lando. So, yeah. That'll Love. be exciting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and the next canon owner is han and mm-hmm. chewbacca after they won fair and square ish <laughs> in <laughs> game of sabacc so yes so after them so this was this these were actually the ones that i was a little bit more interested in getting into because you hear them kind of pa- in passing with uh with ray where she's mm-hmm. like uh uh the <coughs> duquesne got it from Han, who got it from the urban boy, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I found out stuff about them though. So I was actually really excited about it. So the owner after Han stole it from Han, which is interesting because it was after the fall of the Empire, which was when Ben was born. Yeah, it said he stole it from his family, yes. the Solo family, the Solo family. So Ben was born at this time. So Ben knew the Falcon, or may have known of it. I don't know. Maybe he was just an infant. So who knows? <laughs> they but, drove around the block to get him to fall asleep. There you go. <laughs> it's something about the hyperdrive hum. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yes, Gannis Duquesne is a gunrunner <laughs> who stole the ship after the fall of the Empire around time when Ben Solo was born. He outfitted the Falcon with new and more deadly weapons that remain on the Falcon until after Han's death, which mm-hmm. is cool. I'm trying that. to think, though. Did they ever use the weapons on the Falcon after they, they took it from Uncle? They never mentioned it. They never mentioned it. I'm okay. wondering if they did and we just didn't see it because we were just like, oh, shooting, pew, pew. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Um, but they, but I also wonder, <coughs> excuse me, if they didn't use them just out of the sheer fact of like, I didn't do this. I'm not going to use these. That would be cruel. Possible. Because I, I can't remember if the Falcon ever got into a fight with anything after they left. Because they got so so Ray left from Ungar Plot, got yes. picked up by Han at the with the Raftar freighter, and then yes. from there they went to Takadana, and then from Takadana they they took it to the Resistance, mm-hmm. and then from the Resistance to Starkiller, from Starkiller to back to the Resistance, right? I think. Yeah. So he yeah. may have fired. No, he didn't fire the guns because he went in uh, stealthily in Starkiller. So they yeah, never used the guns. The only that they way that they fired the guns was when Ray originally picked it up, and it was the same old gun. That's true. So that that's right. So uh, she would have used it on Jakku then. Yep. So there you go. But I'm wondering if it's a new gun on there mm-hmm. because it's the same way. It's the same like gunner like yeah. area, but the really I'm bad like, VR kind of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but 
the gun itself could have been different. That's true. I just I didn't notice. I didn't notice either. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll say that it's there for <laughs> for yeah. canon's sake. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it, I thought it was cool that Chewie actually goes through to even though these are more powerful and all that kind of stuff, goes through and restores it back to its normal thing. So on yeah on a crate. Sorry, I forgot the name for a second. On crate, they're mm-hmm. using the original guns. So or right. something like it. Yeah. And still, whoop and tail. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I do love that we got two answers because I was really curious. Duquesne was the name that stuck with me. I don't really know why it was, but I was excited that I like got to read about who that was. Mm-hmm. And then I also got was excited to know that Chewie wasn't just sitting there eating porgs the whole time. I was like, <laughs> doing, doing the taxi waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and I also want to know, so if he like disassembled anything, did he leave it on Octu? Like pieces, or did he like where the storage bins in the Falcon filled with pieces of weaponry? I feel like I, I would feel like he would have kept it probably to sell it or something like that. Because I mean, Chewie's not an idiot, so no. I think that he, being a smuggler, he's like, eh, you know, someone will buy this somewhere. Yeah. So maybe somewhere. it's yeah. I mean, they have to buy fuel, so who knows? <laughs> so yeah, I think that uh, I think that he would have kept that for sure. Nice. Yes. Uh, the next up, the Irving Boys. Who stole it from Duquesne? <laughs> so apparently there's not much known about the Irving Boys. Uh, however, there was something in a uh, short story collection called Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, Aliens, mm-hmm. where there's actually a guy who owed them money that did not want to pay them, was so scared of it that they he faked that somebody boarded a ship, created a heist on a ship, only to be arrested for it. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those like, I don't want to die, so I'll take the what is it, three hots and a cotton or something like that. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. So, <laughs> really cool. I'd rather I'd rather not die. So yeah, yeah. I, I I think that that's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so the Irving boys still left empty-handed, but so that's all we know of them so far. And then obviously, Uncar plot. The, the the nastiest scrap dealer in Jakku. <laughs> One called up portion. <gasps> that was really good. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yes, but he stole it from the Irving boys and then just parked it in a scrapyard. Like, come on, man. That's like stealing yeah. a Corvette and being like, you know what? I'll just keep it right never here mind. under. Yeah, like, never mind. Just kidding. Bad investment. Yeah, I truly wonder, like... First of all, I wonder how nobody decided that they could just go in there and start scrapping the inside of the Falcon mm-hmm. for portions. Right. Uh, because he literally <laughs> didn't notice until they were flying away with it. That's mine! Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. is like, it. I don't know. I, I would like to know his thought behind that. Like, kind of like, okay, so why did you take it? What was the purpose? Right. Did the Irving boys owe you and that was your thing? Or... Because he literally was not using it at all. It was just rusting. Yeah. And I, I, that was probably one of my favorite parts of, of uh, Force Awakens, though. Like, I, I cheered and everything. I was Me like, too. the garbage will do. And then it was the Falcon. I was like, yes. Yeah. I literally, the music hit. And I was like, oh. Yes. <laughs> like, full reaction. My mom was like, 
okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was that was Kristen because so so Kristen had just finished watching all of the movies up until Force Awakens. <laughs> Force Awakens was her first one in theaters. Oh so, no! Yeah. So I'm sitting here like all excited and all this other kind of stuff. She still makes fun of me because I, I I cried at Han Solo's death, but because <laughs> she didn't understand, like yeah. she kind of just powered through him and everything. Uh, right now she gets it. She understands. <laughs> She's one of us. But <laughs> uh, at that time, like I'm sitting here cheering, going crazy, all this other kind of stuff, and she just kind of looked at me like, "You're crazy." Okay. All right. All right. Nice. This is my life now. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is what yeah. I've agreed to. <laughs> yeah. And my mom. I mean, my mom grew up loving the Falcon. She knows. She knows. No, She's attached. But she didn't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Yeah. How can you not, though? Yeah, it was incredible. Absolutely. I love, I, I love that. I wonder if maybe he thought, like, having a... I mean, I'm, I feel like the Irving thing, mm-hmm. them owing him money is more realistic. But I'm wondering if maybe he, like, took it and it's just the pride of owning something like the Millennium Falcon, you know? Maybe. Because by then, I would think that there's probably... I mean, well, no, there were Rebellion stories because Ray even talks about them. Where right. Finn knows them and... Uh, Ray knows about it, so maybe it was just a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> a weird scrapyard trophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, in speaking of Ray, so then she ends up taking it off of Jakku from uh, Nima Outpost, runs into Han and Chewie Rahul on the Rathars, and then it goes back to Han, and then it gets taken away from Han. Yeah. Moment of silence. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, still, still hurts watching that scene. Still hurts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Except it doesn't hurt Harrison Ford. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It does. He's been trying to get out since Empire. So. Yeah. <laughs> like falling down the chute. Thank God. Right. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so here's one that I... I I'm interested in talking about because so for for the month of August we're we're talking all things Galaxy's Edge anything mm-hmm. to do with Galaxy's Edge that's what we're talking about because I will be at the opening uh, Walt Disney World I'm very excited on the 28th so I will be there I'll have to hang out with you and Anna and all that kind of stuff because it'll be cool yes. y'all have to come to Galaxy's Edge with me it'll be fun yeah. it'll uh, be awesome. but one thing I had wondered when they had first announced the Smuggler's Run was how in the world did Hondo get the ship. And I wanted to know that. And I found out today, Cheyenne. Did you already know? Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, do you want to know? I don't want to ruin anything for you. Um. Uh, Just is it going to bother I'm you if kidding. I say no? No. <laughs> it, it won't bother me. But can I give you the short answer? Yes. Then? Okay. So we'll give you the short, non-spoilery answer. Because there's okay. like quite a lot to it. Okay. Um. So the short, non-spoilery answer is that Chewbacca gave it to him so that he could do repairs on it. And then Hondo decided, this is a really great ship to run my business, and I'm going to keep it, maybe. So... <laughs> that sounds like Hondo. <laughs> oh, man. So that's that's the short, non-spoilery answer. Okay. So, I yes. mean, do you want to give the spoilery answer to the listeners? I can. You going to plug your ears or something? Yeah. I'll run away. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I will run out of my room. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, so okay. So here's the reason that I say no, and I appreciate the non-spoilery answer, and it's it's good enough too. It's like that gives a lot of detail still. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have, I follow a lot of Disney Instagrammers and all of them (laughs) have already gone to their preview and I haven't yet. Mm. So I'm like, uh, shh. (laughs) (laughs) So like their stories, I open it and it's like, Callie say that. I'm like, nope, bye. (laughs) That was me when it opened in Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, gotta go. Um, so and when, yeah, when it opened in Disneyland, didn't watch it. I have a few screenshots of wallpapers that this uh, Instagrammer, Francis, he's incredible. Um, he took them mm-hmm. and I wanted them as wallpapers and they weren't spoilery. They had like the Falcon and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, I know that's there. Um, but like inside of the cantina, what they're selling, what the art looks like, what the forest looks like, the yeah. interactions with the characters. I'm like, don't tell me. <laughs> I get four hours. Are, are you Judy chopping the, the spoilers? Yeah. Yeah. Get out of my face. Because I want to just walk in and cry on my own. Right. <laughs> See, I know I know that I will, though. I know that I'll completely just melt when I I'm go in there. Because uh, my dad's already been. He, him and my uncle went uh, for the opening at Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, they've, so they, they went over there and everything. And, I mean, he... he told me multiple times it's like being a kid all over again like it's it's i'll tell you what he's gotta when because he's the one coming with you right yes so i hope i want to ask him how he feels after going to the disney world one because according to francis it's bigger and better i am down with that (laughs) i just got even more excited than i already was yeah i didn't think that was possible (laughs) because i did too when francis posted that i went ahead and read the whole thing because it wasn't it didn't seem spoilery. He was just like, here's my thoughts on Disney World, mm-hmm. um, Galaxy's Edge. And I was like, he's like, it's prettier. It's bigger. There's more space. It's, it's just more of what you wanted. That's awesome. And I was like, even if it's the same thing and it's bigger and it feels like more, that's it. That's all I can ask for. And the fact that I get to be at this one makes me emotional. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. And, and to comment on like how you were talking about spoilers. So... I've done kind of the same thing. So I've been interested in what they're selling and stuff like that. Only that so I can look for it and be like, you know what? When I go, that's what I want. Kind of things right. like that. That's been the extent. Uh, I've refused to watch the rides uh, for Smuggler's Run or anything. Yeah. Like, I don't want to know what's going to happen. Oh. Uh, it was funny. I, I, I pulled up a uh, YouTube video where it was talking about how they got the, the worst score on the Millennium Falcon. They literally did nothing. Didn't touch a button. Didn't push a stick. Nothing. And apparently oh the ride will still like time out and do whatever it needs to do to get you to oh the next God. phase. So Teeny. that so that way you can't just like sit there. But like they right. were like negative something thousand points or whatever. Like they ended up having to pay Hondo essentially by this thing. Oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> so yeah, and apparently, it, it, so I won't go any further than that. I did find a little bit out about it, but like even then in that video, <laughs> I literally skipped. I, I heard, oh, we're about to go on the ride. Skip to the very end. So this is what happened. <laughs> Like, nice. Don't, don't want to know. I'm good. Yep. I want to experience okay. it. Um, but I, I heard, I've heard of that. Um, not really any cast member interactions. Um, I kind of try to stay away from that. For the most yeah. part, I've seen the inside of Ogus Cantina, but you still can't really see it because, like, the yeah. one in Disneyland's super crowded. Right. And so, I like, know what's yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to know what. I don't want to know until I see it. Like, sure. I want to experience the the loaf cat oh yes <laughs> i don't know which store it's in but it's in a store somewhere. i don't know but I, um but yeah you know that uh v is there right, right? marathi 
Oh, she's going to be at World? Or she's going to be at Land? She's both. Oh, sweet. I didn't know they were going to do it for both. Yes. Yeah, because she's from yeah, the Phasma, she's Phasma novel. Yeah, she's at ours because my friend that went for her cast preview got to meet her. That's so. cool. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, I know we were, t- just before I forget, we were talking about Ray, mm-hmm. right? Getting the Falcon. Yes. Uh, in that article, <laughs> says that I am salty. Pour salt right now. It says that Ray's the primary pilot and the new owner. No, she's not. You're all <laughs> full of it. She's not the new owner. I will get closer to my camera if I have to. She's not. I don't care how much you love her. No. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Because so so technically in canon right now, the current possessor of the Millennium Falcon is Hondo. Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I I wrote up some options of who mm-hmm. could the owner could be, mostly yes. just so I could irritate you. But yes. <laughs> But so so now that we've gone through all of the previous owners and the one current technically one who has him in in it possession it has it in his possession. Yes. Now, so let's talk about Ray. So, here's my case for Ray, okay? So and I'm not saying that I want it to be Ray or any right. any of these, but here's my case for Ray. So, she did liberate it from Uncar plot. So mm-hmm. she stole it from the guy who stole it from the guy who stole it from the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Essentially, and yes. then stole it from that guy and took it. So she did take it. She flew it for the resistance after Starkiller mm-hmm. and took it to Oct 2 with her. Okay? That's pretty yes. much all I got for Ray. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> so Chewbacca, okay? Yeah. Has flown the ship as a co pilot for over 60 years. It belonged to his best friend, and he knows the ship better than anyone. I would say that's more qualified than Ray. Yeah. Yes, it is. And and not not trying to take from Ray, but it, when we even kind of joked about it on the stream last week. Where it was like, is she just going to collect everyone's things so she has yeah. Anakin's lightsaber yeah. now? Who even are you right now? Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> she has Anakin's lightsaber. She's going to take mm-hmm. Han's ship. What's next? The oh, what was it? The Brody said the the satellite dish of the Death Star. Yeah, and R2? <laughs> Let me tell you, Ray. You claim R2, I'm coming for you. <laughs> no, BB-8 was the one she tried to claim. But it was like, Yeah, see, nah. can't have him either. <laughs> Get your own. There Find you go. Your Get your own. <laughs> Dio might be hers. Who knows? D- there we go. That's fine she, with me. She can have Dio. <laughs> All right, and another one I have, and I, I literally just put this one in here just to make you salty. Ben Solo. I saw that. <laughs> So Kylo Ren has a claim to the throne. I mean, the Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) So it belonged to his dad. And technically it's a family heirloom. So what's your verdict? No. Not enough? (laughs) The answer is no. Um, I think it's such a good... Yeah, it's such a good thought. Mm -hmm. Like when I saw it, I was like, you know, I hadn't actually thought about that. Uh, It's definitely a good thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, but no. <laughs> but no. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. He called it a hunk of junk. He wanted it blown out of the sky. Yep. He doesn't get that. <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> no for me. All right. So the next one, Lando mm-hmm. Calrissian. So he's the owner, original owner of the Falcon. Mm-hmm. Han did say he would get it back over my dead body. 
Mm-hmm. So I know that's a little gruesome, but... <laughs> no, but I do also like that thought. I was like, you know, that's how it would work, though, in Star Wars, is he'd be like, it's mine now, buddy. Exactly. I could totally see Lando in the pilot seat and be like, <laughs> mine. Like... Oh, my God. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, and I feel like he would have more of a claim than anyone because his droid's part of the ship. His droid right. is literally the ship. Yeah, and I think that I, personally, I like Rey. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Rey at all. I think she's awesome. I think she's great. I like strong female lead. I like somebody that's Force-sensitive that doesn't have to have a reason to be Force-sensitive. She's just stronger than you. <laughs> <laughs> and all the fanboys that can get over it, that she's stronger than you. You don't, you don't have um, feelings, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> None. No. Um, yeah, so, like, I like her. That's fine. She does not get millennium falcon in her name it's like buying a car this is not your title your title you are not on the title <laughs> chewbacca is on the title i was the co-signer <laughs> is the co-signer <laughs> and so he gets it when it doesn't fall through or when it falls through and i think that in the end chewie would want lando to have it i agree with that sentiment because They've just been through way too much together mm-hmm. and with the Falcon individually, Lando and Chewie, Chewie and the Falcon, Lando and the Falcon. Mm-hmm. It's they've all just been through so much, mm-hmm. and Chewie. I mean, Chewie had that time where he almost like ripped Lando's arms off. That's true. <laughs> and in in the scene that we see, he's co-piloting. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, with him, and. I think that he would feel the most at home with that. I think with Ray, and this is a really funny internet joke, but like, Chewie's like Ray's dad. I mean, <laughs> he's just like, okay, I'll take you to see this crazy old guy that yeah. I love, miss him dearly. Right. And then I'll take you to your boyfriend's house mm-hmm. and <laughs> hope you don't die while right. you're there. And then I'll pick you up later. Be careful. So we on can prom go night. shoot your boyfriend. <laughs> Like, he's just out here taking care of people, and the Falcon has helped him do that. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Excuse me (laughs) if I think that it doesn't belong to Ray. Well, and so here's the other thing, because I know when we talked last week, we were all saying Chewie. It had to be Chewie. But when Mm -hmm. I found out what I found out about how Hondo got it, I don't think it would be Chewie. If anything, Lando has the most right. Only because Chewie gave it up. Like, mm-hmm. and again, not to spoil anything, but literally he gave yeah. it to Hondo. It was like, hey, I'm going to give it to you. You do what you need to do with it. And yeah. then, so, so yeah. So I have a question, and if it's going to spoil more for me, you can just say, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Um, does he give it to him for repairs? No? Okay. Nope. All right. All right. No, it's not solely for repairs. Like, it's literally post-Last Jedi, um... Hondo finds out he doesn't know what porgs are to begin with, so he does not know what a porg is. He finds out there are porgs in the ship. <laughs> so antics ensue. That's awesome. <laughs> but no, Chewie literally surrenders the Falcon to him. Just be like, hey, because apparently Hondo had met Han and Chewie way back when. He's he's done jobs yeah. with them before. Yeah. And so Chewie trusts him in a way for some reason and right. says, Here you go, here's the ship. I, that makes me a little mad. <laughs> um, 
But also, I do agree that Lando, and in, in this scenario, Lando, Lando definitely would have more rights to it. And I think he could totally either con, place a Bach, beat Hondo out of owning it without oh, a second glance. Yeah. Um, but it makes me wonder about the theming. We should we should readdress this at some point okay. after we've visited Batu. Because the Falcon is there. Mm-hmm. In canon, the Falcon is on Batu because that's where we're all gonna see it. Right. And Chewie and Ray are there. Mm-hmm. They will visit Batu. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Batu? Yeah. Batu. Yeah. Uh I mean why is everyone there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's another thing that I'm wondering too is maybe we'll get an answer when we go to Batu as far as like where is this in the canon? Because I mean it's right. got to be post TLJ. Yes. But so yeah. when Rise of Skywalker comes out, is the land going to change? <gasps> oh God, I don't know. <laughs> also, I, I just thought about this: if the Falcon post Last Jedi is on Batu under Hondo's ownership, mm-hmm. we see lando flying it in rise of skywalker will hondo be in rise of skywalker you know you know (laughs) i heard that question the other day on one of my podcasts i was like no way like my first reaction was like no i mean they're basically trialing a live action one in disney world right now yeah i was about to be like uh because and the, the arguments on the podcast the jedi council on Collider, Collider Jedi Council. I listen to them literally all the time. Um, so the arguments that they had was uh, Hondo is a is an introduced animation character. Mm-hmm. And they've done that before um, with live action into animation because that's really, I mean, that's really the only way they'd have any animation stories is by starting with people we already know. Mm-hmm. Um but they don't have to introduce an animation character into live action because it's going to mean nothing to literally everybody except for hardcore Star Wars fans who watch the animation and know who he is. See, I would have to argue against that because Saul Gerrera. Mm. Saul Gerrera started out as animation Clone Wars. Did he? Yeah. (gasps) He was a kid. That's Mm -hmm. right. Him and his his sister. sister. I can't remember her name at the moment. But him and his sister, they were trained by Ahsoka. Um, mm-hmm. were given guns yeah, by Hondo yeah. Uh, yeah. in care of Obi-Wan and Anakin and everything. So, yeah. So, Saul was an essential part in building a rebellion of some kind. And he shows up in Rogue One. That's fair. I <laughs> hadn't really thought about the fact yeah. that I'd seen him before. When and even I saw- then, he has value without having to know his background. Because you know him as a extremist group, essentially. There, He is his own kind of rebellion. So, okay, follow-up question. Okay. Uh, Hondo in episode nine. Where do you think he would fit, though? Because to me, to me, when I think of episode nine, and I don't think of it in detail, when I think of episode nine, I think of everything is coming to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a lot of fighting, a lot of talking, a lot of fighting, a lot of meetings, a lot of fighting, a lot of ending. <laughs> and so I'm just like, where... Where in that would he fit? Mm-hmm. Is he on that ship with Lando flying it? Because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna throw <laughs> my speaker. He just like walks in from the back of the ship and's like, "Where are we going?" <laughs> well, I think if anything, he'll end up being a cameo, at minimum. Okay. I think it would be more of a 
hey, we're picking up the ship, kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There could be a part where it doesn't end up on screen. It could just be in a novel. Mm-hmm. It could be like a, a pre-novel to Rise of Skywalker, because they, they do that. So I would like to see Hondo on screen, personally. Yeah, but I think it'd be cool. I think it would be cool. And it I would mean, be... they've done his species live action yeah. in the original trilogy. Exactly. So it's not impossible. They have a yeah. live action Hondo in Disneyland. <laughs> not even the robot, but they actually in the the video, it's an actual person. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, it's not impossible for yeah. it to happen. I don't mm-hmm. know how it will actually translate cinematically or if it's even necessary, to be honest. But I think that would probably be my my first thought behind it is like because I like Hondo. I think mm-hmm. he's a fun character. Um, is it necessary to have him in the live action would be my question. Is it going to take away from the story for me to see Hondo on screen? Right. Um. Just because this is such a big picture mm-hmm. movie. I want I'm, it to be like four hours long. Like, go yeah. ahead and give me Lord of the Rings extended version. Let's yeah. just do I'm this. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm literally so... I didn't realize how nervous I was until actually just now mm-hmm. when I said all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she seemed a little shaky. <laughs> yeah, I like... It really hit me just now. It's like, this is... I didn't know that there was a prior Star Wars to when I when I saw Phantom Menace. And then I thought, wow, I have so much Star Wars to watch because there's six movies. Mm-hmm. And now there's a whole new generation of Star Wars to watch. And there's animation that I enjoy. I'm going to cry. <laughs> For those of you watching or listening later, if you haven't ever heard me do anything on a podcast before, I'm very emotional and I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> okay. We, we love you and your squishy. <laughs> so, so do you think confidently we can end who actually owns the Falcon at this point? No. No? No. Not an owner. Okay. I would say the most rights, here's my ranking, most rights to ownership, Lando. Mm-hmm. Secondary rights to ownership, Chewy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe he made a mistake by giving Tondo, um, but I think in his heart of hearts, he also knows that he is not the pilot of that ship. And if Lando maybe doesn't want it or doesn't need it, he thought I should give it to somebody that Han would want to have it. And Hondo is probably that person mm-hmm. because Ray doesn't need it. I mean, the resistance might, but if the resistance is no more, uh, they don't exactly. need it. And then I think that's it. I don't think Ray deserves it. And Ben, <laughs> no. <laughs> ben, ben just can no. stand under it while it gets blown to pieces. <laughs> so, so you're a Kylo fan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Big one. I'd agree with you. I think Lando has the most right to it, to be honest with you. Even though, even though technically in canon it was originally his. Right. In the grand scheme of things, I think he has the most claim to it. Because I don't right. think Chewie wants it. Right. It's, it's one of I, those things, it's like, when I mean, when you're grieving, like, some people don't like to hang on to those things. Yeah. So, maybe that and was I mean, the case. Yeah, and I think everything that I've learned out of, about Wookiees recently, and there's still a lot that I need to learn, but, like, Wookiees are very family-oriented. Mm-hmm. And so, with Han not there, and nobody else really being his family aboard, like, Han and Luke are gone. 
Leia is there, but we don't know what happens in episode nine. So we don't know what else he would make that decision based off of. Mm -hmm. But without his family together, he does have his, theoretically, he does have his real family on Kashyyyk. So he doesn't need the Falcon. He doesn't, I don't know. I don't know how to word it without going into like severe detail of (laughs) my interest in Wookiees. But um, (laughs) like he doesn't need it. He doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily, we don't know if he doesn't want it, but like, I don't think he would want it post Han. Right. Post everyone really. He he doesn't have a need to keep it to be honest at this point. And so it it brings me up another thing because you just made me really, really sad, but (laughs) uh, it brings up another question. I just, thought of so in episode nine do we see chewie go home for uh, good i don't know if there is a home i don't know it's yeah because because lumpy is canon is he really yes he's in the Stop aftermath it. books <laughs> lumpy's canon which means that mala may be too i don't know i don't know that for sure but yeah I in really the aftermath books he's in there what that wookie on kessel said to him (laughs) (laughs) oh right yeah (laughs) it'd be interesting yeah my favorite thing is the thought that people thought that that was mala and i was like mala's not that ugly (laughs) (laughs) mala doesn't look like a caveman (laughs) god it was a malnourished wookie okay anything can happen (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah (laughs) So yeah, so I think I feel good about this. I think we, I think we've reached a decent conclusion. I think we have. I think we have. Yeah. So cool. So we'll go ahead and we'll close it out. Um, Cheyenne, you want to go ahead and uh, walk us out? Yes, if you give me like two seconds. Oh, of I course, can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, I can go ahead and tell you guys. I don't know where it's at on the screen if it's on the screen um, that you can follow me on Instagram at C and then on Twitter at C 95. You can um, read my blog. I have star Wars Sunday. I have not posted for like the past two. I didn't post yesterday. Um, so I think two or three weeks. I'm Shame sorry. <laughs> I know I have things in my queue, but then I keep going, oh, I'll do it on my days off. And then on my days off, I spent two days buying a car. So, oh, well, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so that's good, but also forgot to blog, you know? It's the balance, right? <laughs> um, so just follow all of those things along and you'll see all my Star Wars stuff. So thank you everyone for listening or watching another episode of Castle Run Weekly. If you enjoyed the episode, Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a five-star review, we will read it on a future episode. And by we, I mean Danny and Kristen. And you. (laughs) And me, maybe, if I'm there. If you're there. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? We'll make it happen. (laughs) We'll save the reviews for you specifically. There you go. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, guys. And, of course, you can find us on social media at Customer Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. If you are watching with us live on Twitch and you don't already follow us, go ahead and smash that button. We really appreciate it. We are literally 10 away, 10 away from meeting our affiliate goal, which is really exciting. We're wanting to be able to cross into that next realm, world, galaxy, if if you will, of Twitch, which we're really excited about. Um, we've got a good crew behind us, so help us. 
let's get there. We really appreciate you. Um, it helps us to be able to do more of these. If you like this, let us know for sure. Um, but yeah, guys, follow us on social media, and you can uh, find us on our website, castleronweekly.com, where all the things are everywhere all the time. So cool. That's not an official <laughs> tagline. I literally just said that. But anyways, <laughs> so cool, guys. So we appreciate you. Thank you for listening or watching. And until next time, my name is Danny. I'm Cheyenne. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.